Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us, MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, we're giving away 100 bucks in the second hour of the show to Optimum Golf in the Park Hill or Rhino neighborhoods. What's that $100 good for? Well, you can get one free lesson from my guy, Kyle, or... You can go for two hours in one of their virtual bays and play some of the best courses in the world, like Pebble, Torrey Pines. You can play St. Andrews. You could do this if you want to host a private party. Uh, they have leagues and tournaments as well at Optimum Golf, and they have award-winning pros as well. Winter is here. You're not going to be able to golf all winter. Keep your game fine-tuned at Optimum Golf in the Park Hill or Rhino neighborhoods. And don't forget, in the 5 o'clock hour, let's just say at 5 o'clock straight up, we're giving away 100 bucks. Mace, we knew on Friday that today could be a very busy day, and it is a very busy day. It's a very busy day, but it's maybe busier a little earlier than expected because even though the Broncos played Saturday... I think there was the thought that maybe that if they make a move on Vic Fangio, they do it on Monday. They chose not to wait. They actually did it well before kickoff of the Sunday games. And there's kind of an old NFL tradition that says you shouldn't fire a coach while games are going on. Broncos haven't always done that, but George Payton chose to do that. And that's why we're talking about already a quintet of interviews lined up. And that's just what they've asked, asked permission for. Other candidates that they can interview, they don't have to ask permission for as well. Time now for the lead. The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk. All right, George Payton said at his press conference yesterday that he is looking for a leader to energize the franchise. And he repeated it over and over again. Is this the number one quality George should be looking for in his head coach? Yes. Absolutely. And the thing is, he mentioned some things in the course of that about 10, 12 minute question answer session that he had yesterday. He pointed to leadership. He literally said Vic Fangio was the best coach he'd ever been around. And when I kind of pressed him about that a little bit and how that colors what he's looking for, he got into not only the leadership angle, but the total package angle, wanting being a coach for the entire team. Who doesn't want that, though? What? Who doesn't want that, an entire package? Who doesn't want that? John Elway didn't. He hired Vic Fangio and good point. let him run the defense because at the time it was, remember it was going to be Gary Kubiak runs the offense and then Kubiak backed out and ended up being Rich Gangarello. Mm-hmm. They're looking for something different this time. And the, and the intro, mm-hmm. and looking for something a lot well, different. You know, it's interesting. What was the phrase? What was the phrase used by John Elway when he was looking for a coach and eventually hired Vance Joseph? Leader of men. Same thing. I don't really want to go back. Same to, thing. I think it's actually even a little deeper than that because I think they're looking for somebody who is an organizational leader. Right. Not just a leader 
of the guys in the locker room and the coaching staff reading between the lines of what George Payton said and even what Joe Ellis alluded to and what's missing in the organization, they are looking for an organizational leader, some somebody that everybody from the ticket sellers to the starting quarterback is going to rally around. Okay. I, I don't I would not hire a coach to energize the secretaries. And I'm not they're going to no I know what you're saying, but no, I'm not saying that that's the top, that the secretaries, the ticket sellers, but I'm just saying they want somebody who brings the entire organization together. I don't. Why not? I, I you know what I want? Yeah. I want to hire a guy who brings out the best in every player that the players respect, want to run through a wall for, that he looks at each individual player and says, I don't coach everybody the same way. He has a relationship with the players. He has a, a they respect him and they want to play hard for him. I don't need the guy who's throwing sloppy Joes on a plate to be energized. I don't need I don't need my coach to energize George Payton. But you want everybody to feel like they're a part of it. And I think and you want everybody to feel like they matter. And that's also where kind of what you said about the players in the locker room, having those individual relationships. I put it this way. Vic did not. Vic didn't. No. Now, part of it was Vic was running the defense. Vic was involved in the nuts and bolts tactically. And in retrospect that was probably a mistake on his part because there's only so much time in the day. And if you get too into the weeds on that and then kind of lose the focus on the man management aspect of being a head coach, then some things are going to fester and grow. And I think that was that was one weakness of Vic Fangio is that while he's a very good tactical coach on the defensive side he was not a good man manager for the locker room and he also was not good in terms of big picture vision overseeing the entire football operation let me let me take what you just said but sum it up even deeper like a like a funnel you 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 poured the water in but let me funnel it in you know a little bit more narrowly you said that Vic wasn't very good at what Man management yep. and big picture vision. Okay. It's not that he wasn't good at it. He didn't want to do it. Period. He didn't want to do it. He just wanted to be in a film room and with the lights off and break down film. That's what he wanted to do. That, that, that's what he likes to do. He doesn't want to do press conferences. You and I had this conversation last week. And I said, give me one adjective to describe Vic Fangio if he's let go. And you and I happen to agree, not having a conversation mm -hmm. beforehand, we agreed, amazingly, on the same exact word. What was it? Relief. He's relieved. He relieved of his duties because we always see that, 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 that euphemism, right? When someone is dismissed, you often hear... X, XX so-and-so has been relieved of their duties. He is relieved of his duties. Yes. He's, he's feeling a sense of relief now. He's got he five can, million plus to go do whatever he wants. He can get back to doing what he wants to do. He tasted being a head coach. I wish him no ill will. I liked Vic. I can't say that I knew him well. You know, he was like it. I mean, people would jokingly call him Uncle Vic. He would seem like an uncle I'd want to have a beer with. 
Sure. I, I'd want to have a, a meatball sandwich with. I'd want to watch a game with. I don't know if I would counsel or confide in Vic about my deepest issues and challenges and fears. He doesn't strike me as that type of guy. But I think he'd be a pretty interesting guy to hang out with. He's an everyman. You know what he is? He's the guy that goes to Elway Steakhouse and orders a hamburger. That's who he is. That was He's the vignette the guy that summed him up. He doesn't He doesn't own a suit. That's who he is. Literally he, doesn't own a suit. He is not the type of guy that is going to dig into an interpersonal relationship with a player. He want, His life is sitting in a dark room with a bowl of pasta and breaking down film. That's who he is. He is not the face of a franchise. You don't want him up in front of a group of people speaking to donors. He'd be the worst possible head coach in college football. The worst, because they always have to be out there. Mm-hmm. The rubber chicken circuit, they call it in the college ranks. Right. You go and speak to the donors. You go speak at the, you know, if you're, if you're the CU head coach, you got to go speak at the Kiwanis Club of Longmont at some point. That sort of thing. You're going and speaking at benefits. But he knows that. football. Yeah. He's brilliant at what he does. Right. And that's one of the things that's interesting as you get into this process here. You already see some of the people that the Broncos have reached out to ask permission for. Kellen Moore in Dallas, Nathaniel Hackett in Green Bay. And we'll talk more about that in the next segment. Right. They're brilliant offensive minds, but what are they going to be like in terms of the whole picture? Can they command the room? Can they then, when the meeting adjourns after commanding the room and a a a couple of players come up and say, hey, we've got, you know, there's this issue in the locker room. I mean, so, you know, you know, it's 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 a little dicey. Can then that coach pivot from talking to in the offseason 90 guys to taking care of an interpersonal matter with two or three guys? Can is, is that coach going to be the one who says, hey, you know, the day who says, hey, you're happy. Your, your son just turned one year old. Happy birthday to the happy birthday. Hope he's doing well. That's sort of, by the way, be careful what you wish for. And we got to hit a break, but I'm going to sum it up. Head coach for the L.A. Chargers. Brand Staley. Bright guy, huh? Really good offensive mind. Defensive mind. Really good football mind. Football mind, mind, yes. Really good football mind. Mm -hmm. You listen to him talk, and you're hanging on every word. And the players absolutely love him. And he's a great face for your franchise because he says all the right things. And he's the right. And how did you like that call on fourth and one from their own 18? They trust their process, obviously. Well, it didn't work out. So sometimes being the, the great face of the franchise, sometimes you have to be careful with a young coach, too. And with a young no co- coach, yeah. no coaching yeah. candidate is perfect. Dan Quinn gets hired. You know what they're going to say? Blew a twenty-eight to three lead. That's what he did. Every look, every one of these coaches has something bad. You can Everybody say someone. Does. Someone already brought up twenty-eight-three, and I said, right. first of all, they were in the Super Bowl right. to take that lead. Right. Second of all, and this is one thing in Dan Quinn's favor, he's a defensive coach. You know what Atlanta did really well while he, was, while he was there, better than they'd ever done in their franchise history? Offense. Move the ball. because he, but, but in the final couple years, it was terrible. They were a top five offense in 2019, no, in total I, offense. The last year, it was bad. It was bad. 
The first, but that they, was they missed Kyle he was Shanahan. yeah he was he was fired after four yeah, games in right, 2020 right but they were still a very good offense like I said still a top five offense one year they were never below the top ten in total offense and what Dan Quinn knew was what he was looking for because he really went three for three on offensive coordinator hires he knows what he wants to do coming up after the break here are your potential candidates as the Broncos have reached out to Dan Quinn Nathaniel Hackett Kellen Moore Eric Bieniemy. Patriots linebackers coach Jared Mayo. What do you think of this list? And you know what? I think this list is going to grow. But right now, who's your leader in the clubhouse? We'll tell you who we think is leading the clubhouse and why next. Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air. I worked with them. They installed a HVAC unit into my house. I could not have been any happier. They really gave me a great deal on it because they have so many different uh, deals and discounts and rebates and things like that. Uh, also, they're offering something just fantastic right now, and you're going to love this. Uh, if you're a new customer, you can save up to nearly $5,300 on an exclusive Mighty and Rudd heating air replacement offer. What does that mean? A, you're saving a lot of money. Plus, you're also going to get a 10-year parts and labor warranty, whole home air duct cleaning, whole home humidifier, five-year complete maintenance, a smart thermostat, including installation, and you're going to get up to a seven-day vacation voucher to one of 4,500 incredible destinations. All you have to do is mention you heard it on the show and you're going on a vacation on us, plus everything else that I just talked about. Go to MightyPH.com. That's MightyPH.com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have over 600 five-star reviews? No one has better service, and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. Okay, May, so uh, according to multiple reports, the Broncos have reached out to uh, five different potential candidates for the head coaching job. Those guys are... Dan Quinn, who's the defensive coordinator for the Cowboys. Nathaniel Hackett, who's the offensive coordinator for the Packers. Kellen Moore, who's the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys. Eric Bieniemy, offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. And Patriots linebackers coach Jared Mayo. They can only talk to one of them this week. That's Hackett. So settle in. This is going to take a little while. And you know what? That's fine. George said that yesterday. Yeah. I have no doubt this list of five is going to grow to about seven or nine. Yeah. I, I, I had multiple conversations with people today who understand the Broncos thinking in terms of this coaching move. From what I understand from the people that know George Payton, 
He's methodical. He is hardworking. He turns over every stone. He doesn't make rash decisions. He is not impulsive. He gathers all of his data, and then he wants to collaborate and make a decision. As I said a long time ago, having just talked to him for no more than a few minutes, he strikes me as the type of guy that I do not want to play heads-up poker with in Texas Hold'em. Yeah. He just seems really prepared. And that's what I think this is going to be. He said at yesterday's press conference, this is not going to be a fast process. All of us want a fast process. John Elway always seemed to have a fast process. Other teams have fast processes. John Elway went into the searches already, for the most part, having decided who he wanted. Like Vance he, Joseph. He, had a, he knew he wanted He had a good idea. He wanted John Fox. Right. Because he wanted somebody with experience. Right. He knew he wanted Gary Kubiak. Yeah. He knew he wanted Vance Joseph. The only time it was even kind of open was the last, the final search that he had that ended up with Vic Fangio getting the last interview and getting the job. And from what I understand, Vic Fangio turned down the initial offer. Turned down the initial offer. Which is what led to the contract that still has, I believe, five and a half million dollars coming to Vic Fangio. Correct. So who of these guys do you think is the leader in the clubhouse and why? Dan Quinn is the leader in the clubhouse. He's the leader in the clubhouse because of the familiarity with George Payton going back to Miami. Um, there's the report that we've talked about before from Pro Football Talk seven years ago that noted for the public just how the two of them had conferred about working together at some point, that Dan Quinn was going into the cycle, was coming off of uh, the 2014 season, going into the coaching cycle where he got hired by the Falcons and uh, had viewed themselves as potentially a tandem deal for a team, wanting to work together. But Peyton pulled out of the two available GM jobs, which is what led Quinn to eventually go to Atlanta. And something like that, and the fact that Dan Quinn is on this list, and just the rumblings that uh, you know, Kevin, that kind of we become aware of over the weeks and months, and also what Peyton said about what he's looking for as a leader, someone to inspire. Dan but, Quinn checks those boxes. Yes, he does. All of them, and then some. Mm-hmm. His players really like him. Organizations, Falcons like him a lot. Jerry Jones, obviously in Dallas, is thrilled with them. Mm-hmm. Good in the public. <clears throat> rallies people. Uh, I remember talking to a good friend of mine who I used to anchor with at CNN. He is now a main television news anchor at WSB in Atlanta. And right around the time the Falcons were in the Super Bowl, he and I were talking on the phone. He could not stop talking about Dan Quinn. He talked about Dan Quinn like it was his son. Yep. On how unbelievable of an influence and what type of guy he was. I'll and never that's pretty common that from players. I mean, yep. you talk about somebody who, even though he's a defensive person, is in a lot of ways the exact opposite of Vic Fangio. Yep. I mean, it's not that he won't sit down and break down film. He can do that, and he can do that very well. But Dan Quinn is about the relationships. Yep. And it, he's about the, the one-on-one interactions. Dan Dan's not only going to know when your kid's birthday is, He's going to probably have a bit a present. Here's something mm. for people who are going to say, well, Dan Quinn was the head coach of the team that blew a 28 to three lead. Okay. That's fine. Uh, that's true. And uh, there are a lot of really good coaches who have had major failings in their careers. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, they went to the Super Bowl. Okay. And to suggest 
that he doesn't know much about offense because he's a defensive guy. The year after Kyle Shanahan left, they had a terrific defense. Mm-hmm. Okay, So in Steve Sarkeesian, who is not highly thought of, yeah. let's just put it that way. Uh, Dan Quinn's resume, head coach led his team to a Super Bowl. Uh, he has completely turned around the Dallas Cowboys defense. But maybe the most impressive thing he did, he was the architect of the 2013 Seattle Seahawks defense. Hey, Broncos fans, remember them? Remember the Legion of Boom? Dan Quinn was the defensive coordinator. He's got three things on his resume that you can choose what you want to put on top and you can't go wrong because they're all impressive with what he has done. With that said, I don't think Dan Quinn's a slam dunk to be that coach. I don't think so either. He's the leader in the clubhouse. Not slam dunk. But he is not an an overwhelming favorite. I mean, I'd say probably if you're putting a percentage on it, you'd probably, it's less than 50% just because of the array of I don't know about that. I don't know if I'd say less than 50%. I'd say he's 45 and the rest of the field's 55. I had a, a nice conversation with somebody who understands the Broncos thinking when it comes to this coaching search. And what this person told me was, George Payton is making a point and not just interviewing guys that he knows. He wants to go out of his way to interview guys that he has never worked with who appear to have very impressive credentials. Even though the latest name added to the list, Jonathan Gannon of Philadelphia, defensive coordinator, is somebody Payton has worked with. Four years in Minnesota's assistant DB. That's coach. fine. But he's never, has he worked with Hackett? No. Has he worked with Kellen Moore? No. Has he worked with Eric Bieniemy? Yes. Okay. Minnesota oh, that's right. Coach. That's right. Did he work with Jared Mayo? No. So it's three. So half the so half the candidates are people Peyton has worked with. Right. And half are not. What I'm saying is, and I, I would think that Doug Peterson might be on the list. Maybe he's not. Did they have? Have they crossed paths? They have not crossed paths. There you go. My point is, it is my understanding. From what I've been told, Peyton's thinking is he doesn't just want to limit it to people that he knows and has worked with. And it's smart. Because he's hoping yeah. maybe he gets wowed. Let's look at Jared Mayo. Or he, as- pick, or he picks brains. Like one, one reason you interview Eric Bieniemy, even though he is someone that Peyton has worked with, he, there, there's, an in, there's a bit of intel gathering going on with an interview like that, okay. too. I, I will there's talk- intel gathering from Jared Mayo if he's not a coaching candidate as well, picking the Patriots brains. Well... Eric Bieniemy is being interviewed, from what I've been told, because a lot of CU alum said to George, please interview him. That's number one. Number two, it's a minority interview. You do have to check some of those boxes. You have to have, I believe, two okay. minority and interviews. And does Mayo fit that category, too? Yeah, so too? you've got two, you got two okay. right there. But, Mayo's but not... that shouldn't be why you interview anybody. Well, no, yeah. I understand that. Uh, Eric Bieniemy has a better chance of being the guy who takes the football and loads the jugs machines than being the head coach or offensive coordinator of the Broncos. He has zero chance whatsoever. As a matter of fact, from what I've been told, I don't think the Kansas City Chiefs would be overly disappointed if the enemy got a job because they have a quarterback's coach who they like very much. Mike Kafka. And they would love to promote him. And they just might if Eric doesn't get a job. It's actually surprising that they haven't lost him to some team that offers him at least play calling responsibilities. Over right. The years. And I don't think the Chiefs want to lose him. 
As for Jared Mayo, there is there is not genuine interest in Eric Bieniemy. There isn't. Yeah. Don't argue with me. How many years he's done this, please. No one has hired him for a reason. Everybody in the NFL cannot be wrong about Eric Bieniemy. He hasn't gotten a job because of him and who he is. Period. Don't even tell me about play calling. It's him. Get over it, Buffs fans. It's him. And don't tell me, well, Kellen Moore, he doesn't have as much experience, and Mayo doesn't have as much experience, and, and Nathaniel Hack, because they're not him. Think about this for a second. What we know about Eric Bieniemy, And let's look at what George Payton said, what he wants. A leader for the entire organization when the spotlight comes down, it's not going to go on the quarterback. It's going to go on the head coach. You want Eric Bieniemy standing under that spotlight? Hell no. And neither does George Payton. Jared Mayo's a different situation. He is highly thought of. Very bright. Why are they interviewing him? I'll tell you why. Because if they hire Hackett or more or an offensive mind, maybe you bring in Mayo to be the defensive coordinator. They brought uh, Vance Joseph in on a similar interview back in 2015. And then the Bengals would not let him go. Now, the thing that the Patriots could do that uh, is is kind of interesting here. Jared Mayo is the New England Patriots' Inside linebackers coach. So, you know, he was a linebacker as a player, and now he's coaching linebackers. So doing very well, very well thought of. The defensive play caller is Steve Belichick there, Bill Belichick's son. Yep. Um there are thing there are things internally that the Patriots could do to to keep Jared Mayo around. Shifting around duties, et cetera, if someone else wants him to be their defensive play Mace, caller. Mace, Kellen Moore, they can make yeah. him the assistant head coach of the, of but the no, Cowboys but, and he can't leave. Well, that, no, but he's already a play caller, though. That's the thing. But they like, can make him assistant yeah, head coach. They, they and can and keep, him from, and keep him from leaving. But I, the other, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I don't know if Mayo is going to be a – is going to – be a real viable candidate compared to some of these others right now, just because he's only been an assistant coach for three years. I think probably the wiser thing may be that he kind of takes that other step. And if you want him as a coordinator, it might, I think the Patriots may put up a roadblock that keeps him from that's okay. going there. But and at least you, fine. at least you found out Mayo is going places. Yep. And, and, and the comp that I made off the air to you Vrabel. that I'm actually writing about is Mike Vrabel. Right. Vrabel had a bit more experience and he worked under Bill O'Brien, a Belichick acolyte in Houston. But as far as the t- the, the tenacity, intelligence, leadership they displayed as, as players, and it transferring to the sidelines, Mayo might as well be Mike Vrabel 2.0. And it's significant to bring that up because of all the branches of the Belichick tree, which one has been the most fruitful? It's been Mike Vrabel. Right. And Mayo in many ways, is the yeah, is look, the second version of second coming well, of Mike Vrabel. Hold on, let me let me look something up here real quick, okay? Mike but we Bray. don't. But the thing is, hold on. But no, let me finish. But if you're going to look that up, I'm actually going to talk and make continue making my point. Oh, well, yes, that, that was hurtful. Actually, I'm already done. Yeah. You know what the difference is between Vrabel and Mayo? People forget this. Vrabel never coached under Belichick. Right. I, t- I said that. Yeah. 
I said That's, he's he's off. He's, he's he, not part of that coaching tree. But he played under him. He's different. Off, different. He, oh, but he he coached under O'Brien. He's on the tree. Okay. He's on. He he played for Belichick. His first NFL job was from a Belichick lieutenant. He is on. He is very much on the tree. But well, he's you, the most successful well, you know one. If, if you really want to go deep back, if you want to if you want to talk about trees, then uh, you can make the case that um, that uh, Dan Quinn he's on the Belichick tree because he's on the Saban tree. So he's got the best of both worlds because because Dan Quinn coached under Nick Saban and Nick Saban was Quinn, under Bill. Did Belichick. Dan Quinn play many years for Bill Belichick? It's not the point. I mean, it's we're a little bit. About trees. It's a little bit different. It's a little. I know it is. It's a little bit different. I know it's different. You're, you're you're nitpicking the way I nitpick, and I kind of like that. I like that. Did you? I know you don't. But that's, that's why I don't like. It. But that's but that's part of the. Doesn't feel good. But, does it? It doesn't, Mason. Doesn't feel good. Well, it feels good because I can defend my point. But this is why. This is why Ger- this is why Gerard Mayo is on a lot of radars yeah. is because he's he's a good com- he has he's again like good communicator yep. good leader yep. highly intelligent yep. and you know around the league every people have been looking to find a way to tap into whatever the secret sauce of Bill Belichick and the only and and the only guy who's figured it out taking it elsewhere is Vrabel Mayo has a good chance to be the next guy. Coming up after the break, a Rocky Mountain Forest product shout-out question to our friends at the Just Us Guys podcast. The Broncos have had some good coaches, not good coaches, since Mike Shanahan was let go. They've had five of them. Rank them in order, best to worst. More specifically, where is Vic Fangio on the list? That's next. I like, I hope you. I hope you like a diamond tuna. I want a diamond Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver. At Eric Goodman, if you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com. Okay, uh, every Monday on the show, we do the Rocky Mountain Forest product shout-out question to our friends Ty, Cal, Kane, and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. Okay, Broncos had some very good coaches and some coaches not so good since Mike Shanahan was let go after the 2009 season. With that, those coaches are Josh McDaniels, John Fox, Gary Kubiak, Vance Joseph, and Vic Fangio. Those are the five coaches. Let's rank them first to last. But before we even start, we're both going to put Kubiak first. We're both going to put Fox second. Is that correct? That's easy. Right. I mean, there's now, actually a case to make Fox first, but Kubiak has the big ring. He okay. finished the job. Okay. So now go three through five. Who is third? Who's fourth? Who's the worst? Third is Vic Fangio. I could not agree more. I agree. And the reason I agree is because who's probably going to be number four on our list, that's the tiebreaker. And I'm guessing it's Vance Joseph. 
Yes. And the reason for me, Vance Joseph is behind Vic Fangio is Vance completely lost the locker room. The players did not respect him at all. They talked behind his back, and actually they chirped to his face. Yeah, and not that it was always great between Vic and the locker room. Right. But the teams never stopped playing hard Right. in any of his three seasons. And we saw that on Saturday. That was a professional effort. Well, that the Broncos, for the most part, yeah, don't. it was. But I was told, and our friend Benjamin Albright did put it on Twitter. Yeah. Those guys are playing for themselves. That's or fine for, for each other. That's fine. I should say that's fine because just because they're not playing for their coach, the fact that they're playing hard still reflects well okay. on the coach because that was not something we saw at the end of both Vance Joseph years. With that, Josh McDaniels is last. Guys, what do you think? McDaniels is easily last because of... By far. I mean, McDaniels is is probably, in the last 30 years, McDaniels is probably among the bottom 10 or 15 head coaches league-wide in terms of how he basically took a match to almost anything in sight he had no. Oh, how quickly he, you forget. He he had how no relationships with his players. How quickly you forget. Not even two months ago, Urban Meyer was doing worse things than Josh McDaniels. Well, I, I didn't say he was the right. worst. I said bottom ten or fifteen. Yeah. Urban Meyer's number one. <laughs> on yes. Okay. <laughs> He's the winner. Urban, winner winner. Like there's like that bottom five of like Urban Meyer, Bobby Petrino. Yeah. Um. Someone like a, like a like Jim Tom Sula, who just was com- in San Francisco, who was completely in over his head. That's Chip, why I Chip said for Kelly. Me, but Chip Kelly did a good one in Philadelphia. You can't so yeah. because of if you win a division title and you're an offensive guy and an otherwise pedestrian quarterback has an otherworldly season like Nick Foles did. You're not going to make it to the bottom ten or fifteen, and again, and McDaniel's is probably probably in that ten to fifteen range yeah. of coaches. But yeah, but there's a special cluster there at the bottom. Yeah, that Urban then I think Urban Meyer is going to retire the trophy yeah. as the worst coach in NFL history. I can share with his girlfriend. What do hey. we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance? Just in case you missed it. Big football game tonight, and it's not in the NFL, but it is the final college football game of the season, the national championship between Georgia and Alabama. Just after we finish up here at 6 o'clock, that will be going on in Indianapolis. We'll preview the national championship next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason.
presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, if you're looking to have some really good dinner tonight. My suggestion is go to Smokin' Dave's Barbecue and Brew. They have two great locations in the Denver metro area. Head on up to the one in North Denver tonight. They are open tonight, the one in Centennial. It's not open tonight, but it will be open on Wednesday. So if you go up to North Denver, oh, man, you have so many great options. With that, I want to bring in Dave from Smokin' Dave. So how are you, my friend? Good. How you doing, Eric? All right, tell me why. Tell me the ingredients. Tell me why I love your smoking meatloaf so much. <laughs> I think it's just because you don't typically make it, you know, the way we make it at, at right. your house. We, uh, we have three different, actually four different kinds of meats. Uh, we have ground, uh, I take that back, let's back this up a minute, three. Um, ground beef, uh, we do uh, ground chorizo and ground Italian sausage. So those are the three primary meats, and then we add smoked cheddar to it, um, and then a variety of different spices and, and herbs and some uh, sautéed vegetables. And the, the kicker is our stout um, beer that we add to it. Yeah, I know. It's unbelievable. I get it probably too much, <laughs> way too much. But you know what? The, the meatloaf is really great all by itself. But talk about that portobello mushroom balsamic cream sauce that, honestly, the first time I had it, I literally saved it and put it in my refrigerator and used it for other things. Yeah, it's good stuff. I mean, we take balsamic vinegar and we reduce it, and then we hit it with some nice heavy cream, finish it off with a little bit of butter, and then we've, uh, we've got some portobello mushrooms and some button mushrooms in there as well. And it's, it's just a great addition that uh, complements that meatloaf. And what I love about your restaurant is, is you have taken so many different disciplines of food creation and you've put it onto one menu because you weren't just a barbecue guy before. I'll give you, I'll give our listeners and our viewers a good example. The heart attack. You're not going to find anything like that on a barbecue joint menu, but it is on yours and it feels like it's a creation of so many different things that you learned in terms of technique. What's on it? How do you make it? Uh, it's our uh, jalapeno cheddar biscuits that are just absolutely fantastic. And uh, we top them with uh, pulled pork, smoked bacon, um, cheddar cheese. It's, it's got our homemade uh, uh, sausage gravy on there as well. And then we top it with an over-easy egg. And the over-easy egg, honestly, that's the technique that is used at great restaurants because it gives you a different type of texture. And that's what you bring to the menu at Smokin' Dave's Barbecue and Brew. Your meats, obviously you smoke them. I can't give away all the family secrets, but talk about what you smoke and how you do it. Uh, we smoke our uh, brisket, pork, and ribs. Um, those are our primary meats that, that we do smoke. We also have buffalo ribs as well that we smoke. We use um, hickory, and sometimes when we do have problems sourcing hickory, we do do a post oak uh, from Texas. That, that, that adds a nice uh, richness to the meat as well. Um, we do not smoke our, our chicken just because we just don't have the room and the time to do so, just because of the amount of meats that we do go through. But um, those are the primary meats that we, uh, we do smoke. I'll be honest, you go to a lot of barbecue places. You know a barbecue place is great 
when you have their baked beans? Does it taste like it comes from a can or does it taste like this? There was a process there to make it great. And what is the process for you? Because I know it's not op- a can opener poured in. You know, the, the process is, 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 again, starting with a, with a good quality bean. Uh, we do um, a baked Boston bean, and then we also do a black bean. Uh, those are the two primary beans in our, in our uh, side dish. And then we use all of our trimmings from our meats uh, in those beans. And then we add our proprietary um, house uh, sweet sauce, and we add a little bit of spicy sauce to it that are made in-house. Um, you know, and brown sugar and molasses, it's got all the traditional flavors that, that most baked beans have. But I think it's all the trimmings, yeah. and it's, it's, the, it's the, just the, the leftovers that, that yeah. we've taken off of our smoked meats. Right. Okay. Tell us where all of your locations are, and we only have an hour left in the show. <laughs> Estes Park, Lions, Longmont. Uh, we've got North Denver, and we've got Centennial. Dave, thanks so much. You want dinner tonight? Go to this guy's place, Smoking Dave's Barbecue and Brew. My man, have a great night. Have a great night. Thanks. See you, pal. Time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, the college football playoff national championship tonight, 6 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time, number three, Georgia, taking on number one, Alabama, a rematch of that SEC championship in which Alabama was victorious. However, tonight, Georgia is two-and-a-half-point favorites. Who hoists the trophy this evening, Saban and the Tide, or Kirby Smart and the Dogs? Probably going to regret this, but uh, I'm going to pick against Alabama. So am I. Georgia, when they played in the SEC championship game. Felt like they were holding something back. Yes. They didn't need that game to survive. They knew they were in the playoff regardless of what happened that day. Alabama was playing for its season. Georgia wasn't. There was every motivation for Georgia to kind of just maybe not treat it like a preseason game, but not show all their cards. And we sometimes see that in the NFL when there's a late season game and then the teams might meet again in the playoffs. Well, here we are. I think we'll see the full punch from Georgia, particularly on the defensive side against Alabama. It always More seem, looks coming. It, seems, it feels like to me when we watch the championship game, and we talk about this in the NFL all the time. Great defense beats a great offense. In the college championship game, that never really seems to play out, does it? It sometimes does. Like, Some, well, well, one of the things that well, because we we focus on the quarterbacks, like when Clemson played Alabama, like you know, Alabama's got a Tua Tagovailoa or Jalen Hurts, or Clemson had Trevor Lawrence. Yet Clemson won when they won the title once. They did it because their defensive line was filled with, with stacked with NFL guys right. and dominated the game. So I, I do think that defense does have an impact. And when you look at Georgia in particular, I'm talking about that's a that's a defense that's all, all 11 of those starters are going to play on Sunday. I'm talking about what the are. Broncos did in 2015, what the Seahawks did in 2013. Oh, it won't but, be to that, deg- not to that degree. Right. No. But you always wonder when that's going to happen. 
tonight's not going to be that night, but George's defense is stout. Just in case you missed it, we'll keep it in the world of college football. Colorado's only Heisman Trophy winner, Rashawn Salam, is being inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame, as is Broncos great and Georgia cornerback Champ Bailey. There are 18 players currently from CU in the pros. Who is the best Buffalo in the NFL today? Oh, uh, probably at Buffalo beat Bakhtiari. Dave Bakhtiari of uh, Green Bay Tackle. Yeah. yeah. By, by the way, uh, what is wrong with the College Football Hall of Fame that they've said, oh, okay, so Champ made it into the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Yeah, we should consider him now. It's usually the other way around, isn't it? You'd think. You'd think. It sounds so ridiculous, doesn't it? I mean, Well, yeah. I suppose we should consider Champ because he's in the Pro Football. Okay. He was a great college player. Yeah. He wasn't just good. He was great. He remember he and Charles Woodson were doing their thing at roughly the same time. One year separated them, where they would be great defensive players. They go out and make plays on offense and special teams too. Just they they th- those two and both of them. I I think both of them got them off the Pro Football Hall of Fame for the college before they end the college. All right, uh, that was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can also uh, try any appliance before you buy it. That's a great advantage. Plus, their sales staff they can help you with I don't know designing an entire kitchen. They can get you something to fit your budget. You're not going to get that type of service at the big box stores. You can find Mountain High Appliance in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, the Broncos have added another name to their coaching candidate list to now make it seven. We will let you know who that is and a guy who a lot of people want to be considered for the coaching opening. He's getting ready to interview with the Bears, and I think the Bears would love to have him. So if the Broncos want the guy that I'm referring to, they better put this guy on the list, and so far he isn't. But the Broncos now have seven guys on their list. We'll let you know who the new guy is next. It's getting 